0: So happy that we're here to gather to to fellowship one another today and for this Lord's Day that we have a blessing to to be here, to hear God's word, to be able to think about God's word and what we need to do to apply this in our lives. So thankful for Sean's lesson this morning and, and brought out some wonderful things that we all need to know about the business of the church. You know, I, I talked to Bonnie about this too and to Zane, and I'm like, does that need to be fruits? Is fruit plural? without the S, and I guess Zane said, yeah, you can put the S on there, so that I didn't change my title. When I think of fruit, I think of apple, oranges, and when we think about it in the Bible, those fruits, we see a lot of attributes, I believe there's nine, that if we can take just one or two of those, it'd be a wonderful thing, but God and the Word wants us to put all of those things in our lives, in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23. And I believe the things that we will look at here today, uh, I want to apply in my life. I have failed probably miserably at times with it. Um, we'll look at some things about the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. When you think about those attributes in the Bible that here in Galatians talking about those fruits we're to add, we're going to look at one today, and that is Long-suffering. On mine, I've got a red circle around. It's not showing up too much, but I was wondering about the color on it. If you look at these nine, if we can apply any of these in our life, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. As Christians, I believe that we're, we're starting to be able to do what God wants us to do. But so many times we fail at. It. I fail at long-suffering, and that's what this uh, chapter that we're going to look at here in these readings today, rather, is it's what it's about, long-suffering. You know, I can, I can think of a lot of times that I have failed at it. I think there's some times I have done okay with it. But when you're in life and you're going along, and you tell me if you're different than I am, but you try to, like water, you try to travel that path of least resistance. You look and try to go in and, and not have any issues and no problems and try to keep these things in control. But it does not work out that way. Things will happen. Things are going to happen in your life that it's hard and it takes long-suffering patience to get through those times. I can remember it, in, in life, to me, it's, it's, it's like you want it now and you want satisfaction and I want it. And it just, it, sometimes it don't work. I remember Bonnie and I. We have been, to me, wonderful partners in everything we've done in our, in our marriage. The first ten years, I think, was a struggle. We got through some things. In business, we have been partners in business in our in our marriage. Also, we're hunting business right now. At the time we had twenty years, we had some rentals, and I can remember a job that that Clint Goodman helped me with, and he helped me a lot at times on on plumbing and things when we have problems with rent homes. And you. You don't want to be in that part of that, at that time, when you have a plumbing problem. you you got people are unhappy. So we're, we're doing this plumbing on this, Clint Goodman and I. And Levi probably can relate some. He's probably, his dad's probably had him, helping him some. We were under a house, and the sewers stopped up. And we had talked to the, to the renters, and the, a mom was visiting. I said, please, whatever you do, don't flush that commode. Don't do it. So we gave them a heads up. (laughs) Didn't work. They disregarded that request. And so we're under there working trying to get this thing. Well, we did get it finally unstopped, but then here comes the commode and it flushes right on us under that house. I needed long-suffering at that time. And... You know, but you don't. You just, you know, things it happens. And so, but I can tell you this I was smiling when I went to the bank every month. I love that part of life. But is your life that way? Is everything perfect? Is everything the way you want it? It ain't, is it? You're going to have those moments. And we're all going to have those moments. It might happen once a day, may happen once a month, may happen often but it's going to be part of life. All the things you don't want to deal with, you just want it off your desk. I don't want that. I don't want to deal with that guy or that woman. I don't want to deal with this problem. I just want the blessings and the monies and all those parts of life. Long-suffering is exactly what we need in our life because it will help us to get through this life. And we have an example to look to. We have a pattern, and that was of Jesus and God who teaches us this pattern. And everything that, since the world had been created that God and Jesus dealt with man because they wouldn't do what he wanted. This is what I want, but man wouldn't do it. But he was long-suffering with them, wasn't he? We find out we have a pattern to look at to help us. When we see, there it pops up, long-suffering, we see a definition, macrothumia literally means long-tempered, opposite of short-tempered. Theirs is patience, forbearance, long-suffering, and slowness in avenging wrongs. You ever have a wrong done from someone against you, and first thing is is, is in your mind that, you know, it may take me a while, but I, I'm going to get you back. And I'm going to get you back to a double the degree you got me. It's not what long-suffering is. It's slowness in avenging wrongs. And Sometimes it's hard, isn't it, when we have been done wrong? Patience, forbearance, long-suffering. And I believe that the world today is geared up to get you back. Those that are hateful, those that don't want peace, those that have a, not a, a, a godly scripture in their head, not a godly thought in their head, that, that's the way they think. But as Christians, we're found, we find out in the scriptures that we are to be united, united in our mind, the same mind. And that's forgiveness of one another. To be long-tempered, opposite of short-tempered. So let's look at some scriptures. Examples of God's long-suffering towards man. 1 Peter 3, 20, when sometimes we're disobedient, when once long-suffering of God waited in days of Noah. While the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Can you imagine God waiting on a ship to be built for those years that Noah worked on that and waited and waited? and has the authority, and has the power, and has his finger ready to command for the world to be done. And he did, but yet he waited. You know, when you think about long-suffering, and we see the example of God, a lot of that is just waiting. It's waiting, waiting, waiting. Waiting on a tongue. Waiting on an action that you do to someone, just say, no, don't do that. Zipping it up and saying, I shouldn't say that, and controlling it. If we can learn that in this life, we have become a complete Christian. We find out in the scriptures so many of the times, though, that man has failed, that we're loose-tongued, that we're loose at our actions, that we're loose in the things that we say and that we do, and then it comes back later and bites us. We have hurt feelings. We have things that have been said that creates maybe some havoc between brethren sometimes, between brothers and sisters, between friends, between co-workers. And so when we find out how we can pay attention to that golden rule, treat others the way we want to be treated, life works well. Long-suffering. Sometimes it's just waiting, the way God waited here in the days of Noah. Examples more of long-suffering on God's, God's end of it. Towards the nation of Israel, in Nehemiah 9:16, but they and their fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hearkened not to thy commandments. And refused to obey, neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them. But hardened their necks, and in the rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage. But thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. And forsookest them not. You know, when you look at that scripture, and forsook not. Many areas Jesus said, the same time, I'm going be with you until the end of the world. God, here, I'm not going to forsake you. But we find out time after time we see examples of man slipping children of Israel, I believe, is our example because really it's just a different time. But when you think about it, are we are we truly different? Are we grateful? Are we griping about things? Time after time the children of Israel did, and yet God had mercy and come back around, and his anger was not kindled any longer, and he was merciful. Bonnie was reading the scripture and I was was talking about it, I believe in Numbers chapter 11. And he was talking about children of Israel at that time being hungry. They didn't want something to eat besides bread. They wanted quail. They wanted meat. We're tired of this bread. Moses was so done with them. He said look at these people. Is this what you put me in here for? To be so these people miserable and, and I'm here to take, have to take just Kill me. Just kill me. And at that time, whenever we see the scriptures start going towards God's anger not being kindled and kindled anymore, and, in, and Moses explaining things, and he gave them quail. There in chapter 11. Here you go. Now, I'm not sure what a Homer number is, Garland, maybe we can find out, but that's they sent a lot of quail for meat. They, God let them eat quail for a month. They were sick of quail at that moment. He said, you're going to gripe you eat quail for a month. You know, we see scriptures where God's anger kindled, but yet continued to show love and mercy. And as you know where we're going to go with this, it hasn't changed. It has not changed. God is still long-suffering. 2 Peter 3, 7 and 9. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved under the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, this, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we see these scriptures here that we as children of Israel, in our lifetime, we, we gripe, we're ungrateful, we want something different. And God's saying, you got everything you need. I sent my son to you. Repent. Turn your life over to him. Choose that life to live with Christ. It ain't changed. It has not changed. He is still long-suffering. He is still giving us what we need if we come to repentance. God is still long-suffering. 1 Timothy 1, 15-16, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Howbeit, for this cause, I obtained mercy that in me, First, Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them that should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. It's in Jesus Christ we have forgiveness, and we have a pattern there, don't we? That we still get the things that, that we are in need of. God said, I'm not going to forsake you. This is what you need. You need this son of mine that I'm going to allow to come down and die for you and I so we see the scriptures here we have salvation through Jesus the exact thing that we need and in this life we get so bent out of shape thinking that we need all this and, and we don't focus on what we truly need sometimes and we get ourselves messed up 2020 2021 I've, we've had more loved ones pass. six Bonnie, five just lost another one Brother Robert Stanfield of Bridgeport, He's Bonnie's uncle, and we get ourselves all looking at that at life. It just it drag you down on it. But let's not re- forget that God first was long suffering, Jesus long suffering. If you take what He went through, and I'm not dismissing what has gone on with brethren and here and myself, it's been it has been hard. But let's not dismiss either. What Christ went through and set the pattern for us the hardships not just dying but the the being the servant and continue on knowing that one day he was going to come to that death and still doing the job that he was sent here and I think for me it's moving forward it's always forward moving in our life every bit of to stay positive moving forward in our life even though there's days that we got to have long suffering things that happens to our families things that happen at school things that happen on our jobs difficulty in the church financially we've got to look forward we got to look forward positively in that that the church work continues to get done and to be long suffering purpose of long su- of his long suffering that we might be led to repentance, Romans two and four, or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. you know I, I was looking at that word leadeth, and that the purpose of long suffering sometimes maybe we do suffer and we have to be patient with it, but I believe what it does it, it makes our faith it's like tr- uh, trying and our, our faith, it's like refining gold and taking the skim off and having pure gold. When we have hardship in our lives, I think we're being led to repentance. I think we're being led to faith. And that's what's going to continue to help us in this lifetime. You know, Brandon, you've worked with kids to be able to lead those calves and teach them. Right? Harnesses, maybe ropes, and they're trained. Older people... You lead young people to set an example. God is leading you and I. Whether we like it and know it or not. Sometimes it's hard. But we're being led. And we're being led to him. It's always should be led to him. And it's going to be forward moving in our salvation. We're being led to repentance. that we might have safe salvation also, another purpose of, of long-suffering. Second Peter 3, 15, an account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Let's look at an example of long-suffering, some things that went on in the Bible there with David. And I believe we can read this and, and see a, an example of, of truly a, a physical danger to to someone and he overlooked it to the point of of just letting it slide and didn't do anything about it. We know that Saul had a problem with David, a lot of jealousies, was envious and he wanted David dead and many times tried. But we can read here one example in the cave in 1 Samuel 24 and 10. Behold, this day thine eyes have seen how that the Lord had delivered thee to uh, today, into mine hand in the cave, and some bade me kill thee. Some asked me, "Just go ahead and kill him." But mine eye spared thee, and I said, "I will not put forth mine hand against my lord, for he is the Lord's anointed." So we see here, David was committed to long suffering, out of respect to uh, for the Lord and the anointed, the anointed king Saul. We see that he looked at the commandments, and we look he looked and respected that, and in that what the word said about Saul at the time, he had a complete respect for that. He did not kill him, so what did he do? He was long-suffering in that situation. In the camp, another example. And David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And David said, Furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him or his days shall come to die, and he shall descend into battle and perish. So again, David demonstrated slowness and avenging wrongs. And he used some wisdom there. He said, it's probably going to happen anyway, but it's not going to be at my doing. And we see here that it did. Eventually, Saul took his own life with the sword. So we can see some long-suffering that David went through, and he used some wisdom in it, and he let it go. Necessity of long-suffering. In Luke 17, 3 through 4, says, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. You know, there's been things that I have said to someone that I, you know, maybe I needed to go apologize, and I have, or somebody, you know, the other way. It's, and when you forgive, like two kids, life should be, as Christians, and the world, if two kids are playing and they have a problem with each other, and they see how easily they say, I'm sorry, that should be the same way in our lives. I think what that's doing is that we don't have any hatred, we don't have any problems, envying, jealousies, uh, things that go on with, with people, there's none. There's a necessity of long-suffering in our lives for a reason. And that will help the church move forward. It will help your business your, where you work with co-workers, the kids that you go to school with. It all works better when you say, I'm sorry. That is a necessity in our long-suffering. And long-suffering will help maintain that unity of the Spirit. Walk worthy of our calling. It's part of what we need to do. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of this vocation wherewith ye are called. With all loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And without long-suffering, the sins that we commit against one another will quickly destroy the unity for which Christ died. He wanted unity. And when we find out that we have peace among ourselves, the people that we go about with in business of the church, that it's what part of our calling. It helps maintain unity of the Spirit. Can you imagine... I couldn't imagine a church that would be at each other. You know, it, that don't work. It's going to make things much more difficult in doing all the things that needs to be done. And I don't think with the elders that are set in place here that that'd ever be a problem here. But I think there has been issues in certain areas. And that's a shame. So we need to remember long-suffering is part of saying I'm sorry. It's part of our calling. It's part of the things that we do as Christians. part of our service is that we all get along, that there's a peaceful atmosphere that we can have here to worship in and for the church to grow. Paul used long-suffering to preach the word. He charged Timothy in saying, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Also in 2 Timothy 3 and 10, he demonstrates here an example. It says, But thou hast fully known my script, uh, my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. You know, I, I have done some uh, counseling as well as some others have here, I know. And whenever you have things that you have to go through with some people, long-suffering is a big part of that because there are sometimes are issues, whether it's a married couple, whether it's a, a young man, a young lady, uh, a person who needs counseling, you have to find out that and in, in that work, there may be, especially for elders, I know there's many times of that, that there has to be patience. There has to be love. And yes, there sometimes needs to be reproof. And when that reproof is done, though, it's done in a way with love. And you, you just can't go wrong. When we look at the word and we correct and reproof things that are wrong, if I'm doing something, if I am doing something that's wrong, I would hope a friend says, Britt, <laughs> stop. And, and correct me with that word, and we'll move on with life. And that's the way we should do it, and do it with love. It's because somebody loves me. And I hope that I could do the same. If, if I'd come up to you and say, hey, you might want to look at <laughs> How's that working for you? That's going to be my little funny way of saying, you know, something's not right there, so... And we've done that sometimes with with different occasions, maybe in counseling or what have you. But if there's things that get in the way, uh, pride, a lot of things that might get in the way of that, possibly. We've got to get that out. But until it it is taken out, whoever's counseling, there's there's probably got to be some long-suffering. You can't lose your cool. You can't scream can't holler you can't say what's wrong stupid you, there's ways that as Christians that we must act in those situations to be long-suffering that we set an example and that we help that person get out of the hole that they're in long-suffering helped Paul to faithfully correct opposition 2nd Timothy 2 24 and 25 and the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves if God, peradventure, will give them repentance through the acknowledging of the truth. Correcting opposition. There's going to be times possibly in our life that there will be opposition to our doctrine. There's going to be opposition in, yeah, in, in what we believe and in things that they teach. The subject that Sean talked about. You know, Life is just sometimes funny, I guess. You believe we have the truth. I do. You take that Bible and read it, and it's what it says. And there's a lot of folks out there that won't do that. They won't take pick that Bible up and read it for what it says. They've got to leave a, a, a word out, or they've got to add a word, or, or change something out, or tear that page out. But yet, on the other hand, they are... They're better at giving. They've got it set up. They've got it set up, brethren. And they don't have that problem. Where sometimes we do. That's the heart, that's the part when I'm sitting right there and I heard that lesson this morning, I was ashamed. I'll tell you that right out right now. What I can do in my life could be better in that area. They are kicking ourselves around in that area. And I hope that it gets better for, and I know I know the evangelist that's had Howard Times as well as Sean. He probably knows more of them. I know some. The most important job in the world, struggling. We got folks making minimum 250000 to, kick a football between two goals and to entertain developing long suffering 1 Corinthians 13 4 and 8 charity suffereth long and is kind charity envieth not love vaunteth not itself is not puffed up doth not behave itself unseemly seeketh not her own is not easily provoked thinketh no evil Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Developing long-suffering, if we have love, it's going to bear all things. And You know, when you think about a a Christian, let's say, and, and maybe Satan's got a clasp on them and they're needing help, and their mind ain't right. We know that. And whenever they're saying things and doing things, that, that beareth all things is going to have to come in play if you're going to help them. Because if you just sit there idle as a church leader, if you sit there idle as a church saint and let it watch it, And not being engaged, that's one. You're not bearing anything. I'm not bearing anything. But if we have this mindset, I want to help, we're going to have to remember that developing long-suffering, patience, slowness to anger, and all the things that God wants us to do, that we're going to have to bear with all things. And that's difficult sometimes. As a servant, as elders, as deacons, that is something that we'll have to, for sure, play in the game of, 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 of leadership and as a saint, as a member, for me to do my part, if I can't help that person, I'm going to send him to someone, the elder, deacon, someone else. Maybe maybe we can get that person some help. You know, when we look at long-suffering, it's going to en- envelop, as a Christian, to be effective in our life. It's, it's going to be a, a big play in a lot of different things. Love is a big part of that. And prayer will help us. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. So you, you don't think about that word long-suffering really showing up so much in the Bible. You look, thinking about Galatians 5 there and, and we think about just that little area that it mentions it, those nine attributes. But when you start picking it apart, long-suffering plays a big role in our Christian life. And it's just either one, it's, it's like the Lord, he wait, just wait. See where this thing goes. Wait on not doing a thing for a while maybe, but wait on... Not saying anything that's wrong. Wait on possibly just, hey, what do I say to this person, or what do I do in this situation? Wait on maybe counseling with elders. Wait on a lot of things. Possibly it's doing some things like prayer. Maybe we just pray for somebody. We got a, all of us got prayer lists. Every one of us would go to bed at night, say a prayer for somebody, and so those things will help. In our long suffering. In conclusion, God has revealed Himself to be long suffering. We've read scriptures about that. Psalms 80, 6:15, but thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. That we might have mercy. Psalms 103, if you got a Bible or a phone handy there, and you want to look at a, an app or whatever to, to read a scripture. Psalms 103 and uh, starting in the 8th verse. And we'll conclude here. Psalms 103 and 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath dealt with us After our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so is the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass; as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone; and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto his children's children. To such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember, excuse me remember his commandments to do them. You know when we see the pattern of god in the scriptures we've read that pattern was with children of israel and we look at that and 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 we see the mercy and we just read it god's not going to forsake and he's not going to forsake us either and things that we've done when there's the long suffering hasn't been there and maybe we need to improve in that area including myself that we know God is loving God, and he will help us to get there. Long-suffering is part of the fruits of the Spirit, and he wants us to have that. And we can see that he sent his only begotten son, that we can repent of the things that are awry in our life, that we are forgiven. And maybe long-suffering has not been one of your attributes as far as a fruit. And I know the first time I give a lesson about fruits of the Spirit, I had a bowl of fruit. Garland, and I was trying to make a, a, a visual example out of it and I spilt it all over the place. That's not what, it, that's not what it's about. It's God, fruits of the spirit. It's spiritual. That's exactly why. It ain't a bowl of fruit. It's spiritual. He's going to give us these things. And that long-suffering is one of them for a Christian. He's, he's saying, I have all the power and the Holy Ghost will help you in this. If you need it, pray for it. I'm going to give it to you, and I pray for it, and I pray for it for you. I hope something has been said to you that has made you think about this uh, particular word. I hope it will help you in your life to be more long-suffering and more patient. When we think about this uh, and we go to this uh, invitation song, if you have a need, we hope and pray that you take care of that need. If you feel like you need the prayers of the church, there's willing and able brethren here that can pray for you and help you in that area. There's one here that would like to choose to be baptized at this time. Heavenly Father, we just read that he's leading you possibly to, to do that. And we hope and pray that you'll choose to do that at this time as we stand to sing the song that has been selected.